You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Today, me and Blake are talking all about how we access public land with the use of our kayaks. We're going to talk tactics, gear, strategies, and a whole bunch of other things that hopefully will get you set up for your next public land kayaking adventure. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am your beloved host, Parker McDonald, and to my left, which you can't tell that because you're just listening to us, but to my left is the one and only Mr. Blake Eccles. Evening, Parker. Back again. Two podcasts in a row. That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah. No song today. Back at it. Two podcasts. Oh, man. In no a row. song today. Just start mm-hmm. going like Rat Pack style. Yeah. Hey, you can do it, man. Freestyle this one. Um, no, man. <laughs> uh, we've had a, a pretty pretty busy week, dude. Like, for real, it's been pretty busy. We're yeah. going to talk about that here in a minute. That's right. But if you have not yet caught up on the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast episodes, I want to ask you just formally ask you to do that right now um well not right now listen to this episode and then go back (laughs) play next and yeah yeah make sure you listen to it because what we're going to be doing um here in in right now and in the future is we're going to be talking about our guest from last last episode a lot and that is the go wild app on your smartphone any iphone or android device we actually got to talk with the CEO, founder, co-founder, uh, Brad Luttrell, on our last episode, and he is more than just an app creator. I just we were actually talking about this right, Blake, before before we started. That's right. Recording about how good of an, a personality Brad is. Yeah, just a solid dude. Yeah, he's he's really awesome, and this is the guy behind the app. Him and his team. And it's just been a really cool app. So um, if you listen to last week, then you'll already kind of know this. But basically what Go Wild is, is is it's an app kind of like Facebook or Instagram, 
Um, but the thing that makes it different is you don't have to have followers. You don't have to have friends. You don't have to have anything like that. You, you just literally pick the content that you want to see and it shows up. And then if you post something in that same category, it, other people see it. So you may post something, you know, and 20 people like give it a thumbs up or upvoted is what it's called on there. And, and you may, you may get that and you don't know any of these people. Um, which is great because you you learn people's names, you meet new people, which is really cool. Um, it is not a dating website, but <laughs> I guess you could use it as one if you wanted to. If you wanted to, <laughs> anything could happen. Man. <laughs> um, but man, what I've what I've noticed is uh, just seeing um, things across the country. Like if I want to, if I put in big game hunting, I don't have a lot of big game hunters. I'm from Texas, now I live in Alabama. Most of my friends on Facebook or Instagram live in the South. And I don't see any elk hunting content really, but on go wild, I, I get to see that. I put big game hunting in. I see people, you know, with their elk and mm-hmm. it's, it's just cool, man. I've, I've really yeah. enjoyed it. And you get to hear a lot of cool stories. So, um, go wild is our newest partner for with Southern ground hunting podcast. And so I just wanted to be proud to announce that, um, we're going to be working with those guys over there. Again, we really appreciate Brad and his team. They just do a really good job. So um, so there's that. There's a little bit of housekeeping for you. Yeah, good to have them on board. Yeah, we're, we're super pumped about that. Um, there's a little bit of housekeeping. What do we got next, Blake? Uh, how about All Next Maps? Talk about that for a second. Bro, I used some All Next Maps. I was about maps. to say, we were just looking at All Next Maps before we started yes. recording. Yes. So two episodes ago... <laughs> all, of, all of our, all of this stuff is going to have to do with our episode. Two episodes ago, uh, you guys got to hear from uh, my good friend named Michael Pike. And I'm telling you, this guy is a genius in the, in the woods. And we went out to a piece of public land today that we have never been to. Or he's, he'd been there a couple times, um, but never like really seriously scouting around in there. And we went in there and... Bro, I know people aren't going to believe this when I say it, because it sounds so ridiculous. It does sound a little ridiculous. I believe you, though, man. Uh, I mean, there's video proof for it. I I got almost every single bed on video. Not every single one, but I was pretty close to it. We found 85 beds today in six hours of scouting. 85? 85, dude. I'm not lying. (laughs) We pulled hair out of 85 beds. Now, that is... um, that's not counting. Uh, I know. I, I know some of them. Like there were some bedding areas that we were like, "Yeah, there's, there's beds in here. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're good. Yeah. You know, we could have, if we wanted to, we could have just spent tons of time in there looking for beds. But yeah, we really just wanted to, uh, to cover as much ground as we could. And doing that, we still found eighty five beds, and that was in like six hours. We got there at six o'clock this morning, took an hour break to go get some waters at like nine thirty. Yeah. Um, and then came back and, and scattered around until one, I think like one thirty. That's insane, man. <laughs> Dude, it was seriously like every single, every single corner <laughs> we turned, yeah. every ridge we topped, we were finding beds everywhere. That's And you said Michael, cause I, I was talking about how good Michael is at finding beds. And you said he, he found a lot of those areas on using his Onyx maps before you guys even got there, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he was. You know, we were looking through his Onyx. He downloaded the, the maps, and we we really didn't even know, 
um, like what we were walking into really. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to see it, to virtual scout it mm-hmm. and that's, that's beneficial and it helps a lot, Yeah, for sure. but it's a whole different story when you actually go up in there. Cause you never, yeah. you never know what the canopy's like mm-hmm. or what the cover's like, you know, maybe there's a whole bunch of, um, uh, blowdowns or something that would yeah. be perfect for bedding. Yeah. Um, you never know when you're going to find that kind of stuff. And, um, so we were looking at Onyx, just kind of going and following the path and not path. There was not a beaten path other than the deer trails in there, but yeah, we were just kind of going from point to point, from spur to spur and just finding beds everywhere in between. That's so cool, man. It That's was, the neatest thing ever. It was I, a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I wish I would have been there, dude, just cause I, I, I can find some beds, you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. Yeah. So I, I, well, I wasn't like that. I, I'm, I'm no Michael Pike, but got to watch the master work. Yeah. When you, so when you get to see this kind of stuff in action, that's why it's good like to go to a, a high, a high population of deer area when you're first starting this, mm-hmm. because so you can get in your mind what it, what it actually looks like, what you're looking for. It's easy to find a bed that's worn down to the dirt. It just looks like, you know, somebody just sat down there and rolled around. Yeah. The harder part is to find a spot that, um, maybe not like, maybe not used nearly as much or whatever. Um, and so I was struggling at first, but when you do it 85 times, man, you eventually get the hang of it. Right. And having a guy like Michael that just knows his yep. stuff, like that's, that's where you learn stuff. Yeah. And, that, and that, that's what I like. And Michael actually told me some one of the things that he's thinking about starting to do is like public land consulting. So consulting with people on... <laughs> Sign me up, homie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, I'm I'm all about that. I think that'd be great. He's That's super like, cool, man. He, he said today, he was like, I'll pay you money if you talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how about this? How about you just go scout a bunch of areas and let me hunt? <laughs> Our next sponsor, we'd <laughs> like to announce. We'd like to announce pikes what could you call it pike consulting service yeah pikes consulting services <laughs> that sounds pretty official in, in the phone book it'd probably look really good that'd look great yeah <laughs> you put like a mountain like, mountain hey, like my pike name's speak. michael pike <laughs> michael pike's deer consulting <laughs> <laughs> no we had a we had a good time man we've yeah. laughed a ton and um that's cool that's good it, stuff it was man it was a lot of fun Again, just can't stress the importance, man, of, of having maps. I don't know how we would have been able to been able to use that if it weren't for Onyx. Yeah, public land, dude. It's just I kind of stress about hunting public land sometimes. And now that I've gotten out there and used Onyx maps, you know, this whole past season, it's been awesome. I, I love it. Like I, I uh, it's <laughs> I make sure I bring an extra battery in there for my phone. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, and I didn't buy. I was looking at buying a big GPS this year, but dude, there's no point. Like. I'm just going to use that on my phone, yeah. If anything, you just upgrade your phone. <laughs> no, you know, for real, though. Get a yeah. faster phone, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. More memory, whatever. Yeah. Cool guys, though. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was was a good time today. Um, you told me about something that you did that was pretty stinking awesome. I think all of the... I know all the dads will appreciate Ooh, this. Oh, man, yeah. You talking about this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, man. So this past weekend was uh, Rocky's first kayaking trip. And, uh, it it was awesome. I'm trying to, uh, you know, he's two, but he'll be three in June. So trying to get him out more and dude, I just needed to get out. Like I, I, for, if you don't know, I do lawn care. And so this time of the year, it's just like, I spend a lot of time on my lawnmower, you know, and I was glad to get off it. So I just needed some time outside. So, uh, me and him went out on the river, floated for like six hours. I didn't know how long he would last, but dude, floated for six hours. Uh, he fell asleep in my lap on the kayak. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Yeah. Was so, it amazing? Oh yeah, it was awesome. Cause so we we actually floated downstream and paddled back up, which uh, like my shoulders are feeling it. Um, but it was sweet, man. It was it was so nice getting out there. Caught caught a fish. 
just one. I didn't get to fish too too much with him in the boat. It was it was kind of like having a, a live animal in the boat at times. Uh, but he did oh, good. Yeah. He did really good. So. Did he fish? Did he fish at all? Yeah, I mean. Kind yeah, he did. Were y'all, he were y'all did. on the Mulberry? Yeah, we were on the Mulberry. So Sweet. we we weren't on like the spot with a bunch of rapids. We were on like that slow, easy spot. Yeah, or a slow, easy spot. Um, but it, it was great, man. Like it was. We saw some monster like gar that were bigger than him. You know. Really? Uh, yeah. He he only saw one of them, and I don't think he really understood what it was. It's like a um, dinosaur. Yeah, Dad, what are you talking about? Look, these are Dad, on land before time all the time. Yeah, I've, I've seen <laughs> these a million times. <laughs> Oh, but, dude, uh, he's going re- to yeah. remember that forever, man. Yeah, it's, dude. You're going to remember that forever. That's For sure, man. Part. It was fun. Um, it was good. Dude, that was actually a really good transition because today we are only talking about kayaks. Oh, man, I love kayaks, dude. I have like a love affair with kayaks. Me too. There's something about them. I don't know, man. There's a, there's a romance surrounding a kayak. It is. I don't know. I don't a human-propelled device. There's something about it, man. Yeah, it's, um, it's become a very close love of mine and i thought today would be a, just a really good really good time to just talk about it mm-hmm. we're not you know we're not experts at anything uh, you know in the woods really i, w- I wouldn't consider myself to be an expert My, deer in, in no way man no but if aspiring was, outdoorsman is what yeah, I yeah I'm myself. aspiring <laughs> not n- novice not avid aspiring aspiring I think that's a good I like. one. yeah um but there is one thing that I do feel like I can add a little bit to the conversation. I feel like you can as well. And that is using your kayak for the purposes of hunting whitetail deer or, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Probably not elk or caribou know, or. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. There's... Hey, just wait till I draw a tag. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for kayak accessible places. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know that you could. Pull one off, pull one out. Oh, dude, I, I got that all figured out. I got all the logistics worked out. Dude, I, I just kind of want to hear about this. Yeah, you ever heard of a pack raft? Yeah. Bring that joker in with you, dude. Okay. So you got to quarter it out, right? Right. You quarter it out, you bone out what you can, and then you blow that pack raft up and you tow that. It, it all depends on how, how rough it is, too. Yeah, it depends on the current. And but all those that. pack rafts can hold a lot of weight. So yeah. you, could put, you could put some meat in that pack raft, or you just got to make a few trips. Yeah, definitely. A few trips would be the or have a buddy with another likely. kayak and another pack raft, and then you, dude, you get it's out anything you need. Easy as easy as pie. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Oh my! Goodness. Looking at watching somebody with a big old freaking elk like elk head, <laughs> dude. Think on hey, their kayak. That's sexy, man. Yeah. Hey, you've you've paddled some deer out. Think about paddling those an elk out. That'd be yeah. insane. Be- that's might be that might be a new dream of mine. Uh, oh, it's a dream of mine. I dream about it all the time. I've actually thought <laughs> I've actually thought about um that pack raft idea this past season yeah. when I when I wasn't sure like what would happen mm-hmm. if if my kayak would even haul out a deer yeah. or what would be the easiest way to do it. And uh I thought about a raft, you know, that would just pack it away, store mm-hmm. it in one of the compartments on the boat and yeah. um just pull it behind me. I think that would actually be a lot harder. Oh man, the drag just, that it would cause yeah, would be, be crazy. Rough. Yeah. But so so today we're going to talk just about that. We've um, on Facebook. I've made the statement: if you have any questions about hunting with the use of your kayak, then please put it in the comments. And we got a few comments on there, so I think those are going to be really good. We're going to um, kind of just talk about logistics of this and then answer these questions, kind of in a um, a quick quick manner so yeah. it's kind of funny 
the kayak is so close to my heart, much like food. I kind of feel like we should pray before we start the conversation. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say something technical, like, I think I'm going to cut this out. I didn't know that you were about to. No, it's almost like one of those things, like, okay, let's let's bow our heads and pray first. Uh, That's so good. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. It's so That's, special to me, man. Like, it yeah. really is. And what is it about a kayak, man? There's just I don't something. know. I don't know what it is. It's like the, it's like a, it's, and it's not that it's so primitive, but it, it's very—it's a primitive mm-hmm. vessel, um, just because it is human yeah. propelled. Yeah. Um, there, there's obviously tons of parts about a kayak that are not primitive at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we're not carving it out of a tree here. Yeah, carbon fiber wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, you know. So I mean, there's definitely things about it, but there is a primitive like it's hard. Yeah. In the same way as a compound bow. There people have like a love for shooting a compound bow, and I love it too. I wouldn't say it's like a the the love of my life type feeling. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah. I like to shoot a bow. It's fun. I like to bow hunt. That's fun. Um, but for me, it doesn't hold the same place in my heart as a kayak. Yeah, yeah for me too. There, I, there's something about the water, man. For, for yeah, getting on the water. I, I've always loved the water. It's funny. Me and a good friend of mine used we we used to fish together all the time back like right after we got out of high school. In high school, some too. And we would always say, like, like, what is it about the water that just draws you to it? And, like, so rivers and lakes, I don't know, man. I've always loved it. And I think, you know, the kayaks just it plays a big part in that, too. Yeah, and, and it's cool. Most people are off the water in the fall and in the oh, yeah. in the winter, especially. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a lot of people out on the water. You're hard, you got some hardcore fishermen mm-hmm. that might be out there, you know, especially in the south. We don't have ice fishing or anything like that. And so... Um, Man, a lot of times you got the lake to yourself. Yeah, every now and then you're hearing a bass boat roar, but for the yeah. most part, you're not hearing nothing. No, no. And and I think, you know, I may have saw a grand total of 10 boats during the winter. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. When I was out there. Um, but I kind of want to talk about this. Like, um, I don't even remember necessarily what it was that kind of drew me to the idea of it. I've been a kayak fisherman for a while. Um, several years, you know, four years, I think, and have fallen in love. I won't hardly, I don't even like to fish out of a boat anymore. And I've done that. It's a blast. Um, I bought a new vehicle this past year and I could no longer carry my, um, uh, it was not a truck. I couldn't carry my kayak any longer in the bed of my truck. Like I used to be able to. And so I had to figure out a new way to haul this thing. Well, I ended up buying just on the cheap, like this big, huge ski boat trailer, like for a hundred bucks. It was oh, rusted yeah. I out. I forgot that, about that, that thing. That big one, you yeah. know, that I bought for a hundred bucks. I forgot about that. And I was like, it hit me. I was like, okay, my kayak is way too small for this thing. It looks, I look ridiculous. <laughs> it's that so heavy. Did that guy just steal that kayak? That <laughs> yeah, trailer? that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, but I was like, I could maybe fabricate something to like, just the kayak is just a small part of this trailer. Like this trailer is going to have like a, a winch and like a, a skin and stand and like a, a spot to put your ice chest and a toolbox and all this stuff. I was like, you know, and then I could use it. Well, I think that this national forest has water access. I could use it to hunt that. I don't even have to even worry about getting on a hunting club this year. And it was like, it all hit me in one day. I was like, I'm freaking doing this. Yeah. And, and 
from that moment on, I mean, I talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. You know how I was about it. It was like, I'm not hunting any other way for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember <laughs> you were so pumped about it. And I was thinking, I, uh, this is, is awesome. Like, is this is, I can't wait to see how it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that, I, mean, I, I wished you the best, but I was like, this is cool. I mean, I've never done it before, but this is awesome. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've, I've heard a few things about it that has ever come out pieces of content, but nothing really spe- as specific as even this podcast that we're doing. I haven't heard a single podcast that's dedicated to kayak hunting. Um, now, again, not to say that we're experts about it, but um, we're working on it, you know, yeah, been this doing is, it. Yeah. Actually doing it though. You know? Yeah. This is the way that I'm planning on hunting for the rest of my life until I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And cause I love it. I'm so committed to it. And, um, so that's kind of what, that's kind of how it happened for me, man. That's kind of the sexy factor for me. Yeah. It's like, and then man, the first time I paddled a deer out, it was like, oh, I can't. Imagine. that was like the wedding night. <laughs> of the love oh my affair. Goodness. You build up this love for something and you haven't even fully experienced it. <laughs> and then, Why do we always relate it back to marriage? Shut up. We're, we're men. Uh, <laughs> I'm not relating this to men. I'm relating it to something else. Uh, or to marriage. To mar- yeah, I, don't, I, I know what you're related Related to something to. else. So it's like the mo- <laughs> I don't even know if I want to keep going. But I feel like I'm preaching right now. So I'm going to preach for a second. Preach, man. <laughs> um, it's like that you experience your fiance or your um, girlfriend or whatever. You fall in love with her and you know what? You may kiss or hug. I mean, and you may not, you may, you may experience her fully, whatever. Um, I'm I'm, I'm saying in a, uh, how it's supposed to be manner. Um, Your honeymoon night is where, you know, it's where it happens. It's where you experience her fully. That's what it's designed for. And for me, like, how do we even, oh my God. I was about to say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how we got there. What a road. It's been a full five minutes talking about how. Explaining marriage. <laughs> yeah. In the order of which things happen. Um, but when I, when I paddled that deer out for the first time, it was like, that was like the. Climax. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and like you paddling out, man. I mean, it what the shot wasn't it yeah. for me. Like, you know, you know how it is. Like when you're, when you are, um, when you shoot a deer, you know, you shot two deer on, on public land or on private land Yeah, this year, mm-hmm. your biggest deer ever and your first bow kill. So those are kind of a little bit different, but think about the doe you killed last year, um, on, on that land by the lake, on that private land by the lake. Yeah. Think yeah. about that doe. Um, for you, the coolest part of that, like the part that just really got your blood pumping, was probably when you saw the deer, when you shot the deer, or when you walked up to the deer. And then, of course, when you ate the deer. Like, there's there's those those points of it that are awesome. That yeah, everybody kind exactly. of lives for. Yeah. Um, now, when you kayak hunt, this is, this is why I think it's, for me, it's such an addiction. And it's like a, it's, it is, it is a love that I have for it. When you kayak hunt, you've been doing something for so long your whole life. You've been deer hunting your whole life or whatever, uh, you know, dragging deer out, putting them on a four wheeler, whatever. You all of a sudden there's a new step mm-hmm. that you haven't ever had to do before. And it's kind of the step that makes it all worth it. And so it's like when you put that deer on the kayak for the first time, it's like, oh my God, it's so surreal. I can't explain it. And maybe I'm just crazy. Like I'm, I, that's always 
up for discussion. Like maybe somebody else can can do it, and they're like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I don't know, it's just man. a deer. But I, I think so. Going back to that doe I shot last season, like yeah, the so when I shot when I saw her. And shot because I, I had a rough. That was a rough season for me, man. Like I, I didn't get out in the woods a ton, which has been a trend the past few years. You know that I'm trying to curve, but that, yeah, that was it. It was awesome. I had put some time in previously to kind, you know, to know where I needed to sit, know where they were traveling, stuff like that. So I think the reason that moment was so good is because it all came together. But when you add a kayak into it and public land, then, so I haven't paddled the deer out yet. And I can't wait to. I, I tried this year and was unsuccessful. And no, you helped. Oh yeah, yeah. I helped. Yeah. I helped you get a deer out. And and even even that was exciting. Like because it was dark. We had to paddle a good ways. And it was foggy as crap. Like oh, you remember those dogs? It was cold. Yeah. Those yeah. Coon dogs. Going yeah. The crazy. coon dogs were going crazy. That was cool. So the, I, there's like an element there, and and I love. I love like pushing the envelope, like extreme stuff. Um, and, and I've never really understood how to do it. And that's why I want to go hunt out West so bad. Um, but, but this is something we can do in Alabama and yeah, it just adds such a cool factor to it. So. Yeah. And so I was telling somebody this, I can't remember who it was. I was telling them yesterday, I was saying the whole, the whole reason I want to do this episode is because for so long I have felt like I'm a whitetail hunter in the South. Whoop de do. A lot of people whitetail hunt in the South. You you wake up five o'clock, drink some coffee, drive, you know, through a gate, maybe get on a four wheeler, sit in a shooting house over Greenfield, maybe shoot a deer. Like it's fun. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah. what got me into it. I've yeah, been doing it my sure. whole life. Um, but people think that you cannot have an adventure out here. And I'm glad you use that word. I think for me, part of part of the reason why I love it so much is because it is literally an adventure every time you go. Yeah. For it's sure. never it's never not. I mean, it don't matter if you see a deer. I told uh in that first like few times, I think I told you, it's so crazy because you go your first your first couple hunts doing it this way, where you paddle maybe a mile or so, you paddle a tree stand in and climb up into a tree. Maybe you don't see any deer. You paddle back at dark, load your, load your boat up. You felt like you did something. Yeah, you did. You had, you had a mini adventure. A lot of people kayak just for fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of people hike just for fun. So both of those things, like those are fun things to do. You feel like you did something, you know, and then add in when you see something, it's like, Oh my gosh, this works. And and you've brought up something pretty important that we haven't really talked about much yet today. And that is the aspect of it being on public land. Like there's also a love affair with public land and, and doing it and with the kayak that just makes it for me. Uh, and, and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to make anybody feel like what they do is lesser than what I do. This is just what I've chosen to do. I do it with a gun. You know, mm-hmm. I, I shot plenty of deer this year with a gun on public land. It's not all bow kills. Um, and, and, and you judge me if you want to, I'm hunting harder than you. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally, that destroys my whole point. I was about to say, but but I, I don't want anybody to think I'm that I'm saying that I'm better than them. You're like, not I'm, an elitist. You're just, yeah, I'm not yeah, an elitist. What you like to do? But in this, I'm kind of a pure. It's it's a not. I'm not a purist, but this is a pure. It feels like it's the way it's supposed to be. I am literally enjoying nature. I'm enjoying the outdoors, and I am enjoying public land. Um, and I'm doing it very in a hard manner. I'm doing it very hard. There hasn't been a whole lot of times when I've sat in a shooting house 
looked at a tree and been like, that's a beautiful tree. And never have I been able to say, that's my tree. <laughs> that's you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know like exactly what you mean. But on public land, it's freaking my tree. Yeah, you got a part of it. Uh, yeah, I own a piece of that tree, and so do you, and so does everybody else. And um, there's, a, there's a romance behind that, I think. Very poetic today, like <laughs> I was about to Shakespearean. Say, you're really deep right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Um, but yeah, I, it is, it is a, it is a, for me, because it hits. Like I remember telling you, remember when I, remember when I shot that first deer, and we couldn't find it. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me. I came out there the next day, and we looked mm-hmm. for it for a long time. And the. There was a gut wrenching. I mean, it was gut wrenching. But I remember telling you that day after we were paddling back, it was kind of like, you know, when I shoot my first deer out here, I might cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember I, that? I remember you saying that. Yeah, like I might cry. Yeah, and I mean, I, dude, I've uh, I've shed plenty of tears. Um, one of them I got to spend with my dad, which was so cool. Actually, two of them. That's right. Two yeah. of the two of the bucks that I killed was when my dad was here on vacation. Yeah, and um, dude, that was just so special. Both of those were because it's like three things that I love the most. You know, it's public land, um, kayak, and my dad. I love my dad. Yeah. Um, th- now I want my wife to notice that I didn't say the three things that I love the most because it's not. She's right up there at the top of that <laughs> list. She's got that spot. Yeah, she's got that spot taken. Um. But these are three things that I really, I really do enjoy, and um, so uh, you know, this whole section, I think, is to just kind of give people a, a why. Why do you, why do you do it this way? That make any sense? People, I've, I talk to people out here all the time that are like, why would you do that? You could just mm-hmm. walk to a spot, and yeah, you could. Yeah, you could pay. You definitely could. A couple hundred bucks to get on a hunting club and maybe kill a big deer. You know. You you could probably pay a couple hundred bucks and kill bigger deer than than I killed this year. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, you definitely could. But there's, and I, I think it's just your progression as a as a outdoorsman. Like yeah. I, that's that's where it's at for me. You mentioned earlier, like getting waking up at five, getting coffee, getting the truck, going to a shooting house. I I I I, shot, I hunted a shooting house. I didn't hunt a shooting house this year, and and it, it, I didn't hunt I didn't hunt in one one time. Um, last year I shot because I shot my biggest buck to date last year, um, or not the one that I got this year, but right. I shot it out of a shooting house. And, and it was, uh, dude, it was awesome. But I, I've got to a point now where it's just like, I, I want more. And and I'm not like saying that if you don't want more, then you're wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that I won't go back to a shooting house. Yeah, but so me and you will probably both kill deer out of a shooting house at I, some point. On a greenfield, probably. I, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I probably will, but... There's nothing wrong with it. No, and but it's like, man, there's just... I want to push myself and I want to become a better, a better hunter and, and ultimately a better outdoorsman. You talking about going with Michael Pike today and learning about beds. Like that's what I want to learn about. I want to learn, I want to be able to learn the woods. And, you know, uh, I told my dad because, uh, we, he recently got out of his hunting club and, and we, I mean, it was kind of like one of those bittersweet things. We had a lot of memories there, you know, and there's good deer there. Like shot my biggest one, my two biggest deer to date at that club. But at the same time, I, when we were talking about, it, I was like, Hey, we drive through 185,000 acres to get to that 3000 acres that we have. And yeah, it's well-managed land. There's a ton of greenfields, a ton of shooting houses, the stand that I shot my biggest deer this year out of, I'd hunt, I've hunted that stand for five years, you know? Um, 
but uh, but I, I, I I'm I'm right there with you. I just want more, man. I just I, I want a, a new experience and a harder experience, yeah. honestly. And I I've said this. I said this on Dan's podcast on the Nine Finger Chronicles um, when I was a guest on his show before we had Southern Ground. And um, one of the reasons why I started to hunt this way was because last not this past season, but the, the season before last, um, the twenty. 16, 2016, 2017 season, I struggled really bad. You, I mean, you remember that. Oh yeah. I remember it. Yeah. I hunted harder than anybody I know that year. And, and I, I told you before, like, I love you and I think you're awesome. And I love seeing a deer. I love it when you kill a deer. I'm most of the time just as happy as if I were to kill the deer. Whenever you went like two times last year. And you killed a dang giant eight point and you killed that other doe, like, is like, okay, something, something's got to give, you know? And, and I think one of the things that I realized in that was the way that I'm hunting, because I was, I was struggling. I couldn't, I couldn't see a deer. The deer that I did get a shot at, I couldn't kill. It was just, it was out of control. And I was like, okay, right now I don't enjoy this sport. How can I enjoy this sport more? Because if I if I hunted this way and I never saw a deer all year, I I know that the way I'm I, the way I'm doing it is is pure and it's hard, it's it's purely hard. Yeah, like super hard. If if somebody goes out here and can commit to doing it for one season, like they know. Yeah, I know. I don't have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting a big hundred and fifty inch deer or whatever. I don't have to prove anything. I'm dang kayaking to my spot. Um, so there's that part of it, but there's also the part of, I want to be happy for my friends whenever they kill, when they kill a deer, I want to be legitimately happy for all of my friends, not just my good friends like you, but people that I see on Facebook, people that I don't know very well. Um, uh, <laughs> my cousin Luke, <laughs> I want to be pumped for him. Yeah. Um, and Luke, I, I, Luke's on the podcast now. Oh, he is. Yeah. Look at this. He's here, man. He's here. It's like he's just here. That's right. Luke's been giving me a hard time because he wants to be on this podcast so bad. Um, I told him when he spears a deer that we'll we'll get him on the show. It's a feat. To talk about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that'd be really cool to That's talk about. It's crazy, man. It's yeah. controversial. Kind of cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's real cool. It's real hard, too. Yeah, you got to be good. Um, close. Anyways, enough about Luke. Uh but I'd like when he kills a deer, you know, I want us to be able to sit and have conversations about, dude, that's awesome. I'm super pumped for you or I mean, anybody, you know, and, um, and, and this year I was like, I, it, it worked. I'm, I'm, there's not a jealousy issue. There's not anything like that. Yeah. I can tell the difference, man. I can tell. And I know you had a tough season that year and it's, uh, we all have those seasons. I was, we were just talking earlier about the season I had before I shot that big eight point the season before last, that was a tough season for me because I hunted a good bit that year and shot one doe. Didn't see it, dude. I didn't see any deer that year. <laughs> it's tough. It'll get you down mentally. And that and that's one thing that kayak hunting for me too. I like challenging myself mentally. I like doing hard things so that I can become more mentally tough. I, I think that's something that we need to talk a lot more about. Oh yeah. Just in society. As um, men. As men. Yeah. I I really do like that's something I, I want to, you know, work with my boys on when they get older. And, uh, you know, when you got to get up, I know this year, one of the mornings I went out, it was in the single digits. And as I was paddling in, my paddle was stuck to my hands because it was frozen to my hands because you're not going to not get a little bit of water on you and didn't see a deer. 
I, I only saw a few deer on public land this year. I, did, I definitely no shot opportunities. And every time I went, it was freezing cold. Dude, that'll challenge you. And, that, yeah. and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience as that. Um, on, I'm trying to think what day. I may have killed a deer that day. But there was one specific, I think I did kill a deer that day. There was one specific day when it first started getting cold in November. And um, I had a longer paddle. It was where me and you went that day where we paddled that deer out. Mm. Um, about a mile, give or take, mile and a half maybe, paddle. And I got there at, uh, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning. It was freaking early and because I wanted to kill a deer this day. I got there super early. It was foggy on the lake, and I couldn't see anything. And I couldn't even see the tree line, like, to to know where I was at. And I remember just, I remember paddling and thinking, I don't know where in the world I am on this lake. And you're completely by yourself, right? Yeah, you're completely by yourself. Yeah. The campground that's right there is closed. There's no houses around there. That's why I'm there. You know, I'm not with anybody. I'm hunting by myself, you know, solo. And it's like, there's no people around here for a long ways. The only thing there are are demons. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you never you get can, those feelings. Oh, I've got those feelings, man. <laughs> Walking through the you, woods. And, the, and it's just black. That water is just so dark. Like, <laughs> And the crazy thing is like the fog when it's real foggy. Like th- I'm talking about this day you couldn't see in front of you. Yeah. Foggy. And like there's sometimes the wind will hit it and it like moves. And you're like, I'm <laughs> Who, who are you? The devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I remember that happening and I was not scared. I, you know, I wasn't concerned or whatever. And I thought, if I can be this, I'm glad you said mentally tough because that's the words that I uh, use a lot is if I can be this mentally tough in every aspect of my life, I will be a better man. And it was like that, that I got a little bit emotional right there. Um, the first time I repeated it, I want to say I repeated it to my wife and it was like, holy crap, you're a piece of crap. You're over <laughs> here just doing the hardest thing you can possibly do in the woods and you can't dang take out the trash. See, hey, seriously, man. Yeah. yeah. It would make you think about that kind of stuff. It does. It makes you better. I, I really, I said this in the first episode, I, being in the woods makes me feel like a better, I'm a better person because of it. Yeah. I learned things that I have not learned in any other part of my life other than in the woods. And I would have never learned them probably. And so, um, there's just a lot of those moments that you have like this and, and people have those moments without hunting a kayak. Like you can have those kind of, those kind of moments, but what I'm saying, Blake, and I think what you're saying is just challenge yourself, push yourself. You are, you are capable of a whole lot more than you think you are. Get out of your comfort zone. I, I know when I first started hunting public land, I was like, man, I, I'm going to suck at this, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, given my record, I, I have sucked so far, <laughs> but I, I, but I do not, uh, <laughs> if we're just getting technical about it, uh, there's still not, sucked. there's not one on the board, but I, but even though there's not, I still feel like, uh, this season was a win for me because yeah. I, I did a lot of stuff out of my comfort zone, uh, did a lot of hard stuff. And I, and like you said, man, there's so many lessons to be learned. It's like, I, I love backpacking as well. And, uh, <laughs> like we've talked about, like, it, is that pointless what you do? Just walking from one place <laughs> to the other place with and a it, freaking heavy, backpack. With, with a heavy backpack. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, it sounds like it is. But I, like for me, I know I've pushed myself, and hunting's been the same way. I've pushed myself to a to a limit where like there there was there was one hike where I literally thought that I was gonna die. I, I literally did, which I, and there was a lot of a lot that went into that. Um, but I came back from that hike, Your even though died. I was. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. Hey, it was. It's tough, man. It's real. That's a real. <laughs> my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my pillow. <laughs> but but not like I came back from that trip uh, a better person. Like yeah. uh, like it, 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 it no, but it was scary. <laughs> like it scared me to death. I mean there was a point there where I, I thought we were going to have to call a helicopter. I was going to have to get carried out. And all I was doing was walking from one place to the next, you Is know. Is that when you were in California? Yeah, that was the oh California trip. We, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, but let's not uh, talk about it. But, it, but hunting's the same way, man. And, and that's why I want to challenge myself and do new things and and I think it's good like man, if you're real real comfortable where you're at, Start hunting public land. If you're really, really comfortable, start hunting public land in a kayak. <laughs> I'm going to make some people feel like crap real quick. Okay. So I'm going to talk about our friend Ben Curry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a master. We're going to have to get Ben on here. So Ben yeah. is a, probably could be a professional fisherman if he really wanted to. Or a professional. Yeah. Anything. There's something about Ben. Yeah. He's good at anything he touches. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. Imagine Blake... I mean, y'all are pretty much a lot alike. I don't know, even oh, know how so, to. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't, yeah. there's not like an except. I hope we're a lot alike. Yeah, y'all are pretty much a lot alike. Um, ben, he fished for Auburn. Yeah, he was Auburn. he was on the Auburn bass fishing team. Did real well. He's, I mean, he's and he's a good guy, but he kind of caught wind of this by me and Blake, and he's never been a deer hunter. Well, he started listening to um, podcasts and. Listening to Sportsman's Nation, listening to Meat Eater, a lot of stuff like that. And um, I think it, it seems to me like he saw the purity side of of the hunting world. He started listening to a lot of that and it's like, hey, I want to go. I want to start. He'd never hunted. Well, he he had hunted a few times. He grew up coon hunting. Right. So, yeah, I knew he was like uh, I hear in game. Alabama, but not, not deer hunting. I, I know he's been deer hunting a couple times, but nothing like what he did this yeah, year. Yeah. So like nowhere close. So he's never killed a deer. He doesn't even own a rifle. Yeah, he's got a twenty-two, man. Yeah, all he's got is a so bow. Not, not even a deer rifle. Um, and Ben decided that he wanted to kill his first deer on public land with a bow on the ground using a kayak. I, I, yeah, that's that's the purest coming out in Ben. That's a which I love, man. That's a ba dude, is what that is. Oh, he's bad. And, uh, yeah, he's bad. And if he does it. Uh, Dude, he he was within. There was a deer within feet. If that deer, if he almost shot a deer off the ground with his bow this year, I think it was at like twenty five or thirty yards. And he's good, dude. He he bought that bow this year, practiced a ton out of, at his house, got a target. He, I think he would have. I think he would have got that deer. And he had a long paddle, or sort of long paddle to get back there. And it's just on this on a spot he found. It wasn't a spot we found. And yeah, that was the other thing, Ben. Like we were all but <laughs> saying, like Ben. I will let you use my tree stand, take my rifle, and my kayak. Like, you take whatever and, you want. And there'll be a deer waiting on you when you get there. <laughs> yeah, like, go do, go just kill a deer. And he's yeah. like, go to my spot. Like, yeah. go to where I've been seeing deer at. Joker wouldn't do it. It's like, man, I, I appreciate it. But yeah. no, I think I'm going to go back to the same spot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, but I found this other spot. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I, here's, a, I'll tell you some honest truth. Talk about being happy for your friends. 
I hope that guy kills a bigger deer than both of us. I hope he kills the biggest deer that's ever been killed in Alabama. That would be well, so ma- cool. Well, maybe not for his first deer. Maybe just a small doe and then the and biggest then the deer in the one. world. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the biggest deer, this is totally off subject. I was fishing yesterday, and <laughs> and there was this guy on the lake in a canoe with another guy catching crappie in Coleman County. So you can imagine the kind of person this is. And, uh, profiling a little, <laughs> no, I wasn't profiling. Was I in that boat? <laughs> so I tried to video pretty much everything he said, like, like under wraps in with my GoPros that are on my kayak. <laughs> this guy swore to me that he caught a 20 pound spot, 20 pound spot yep, in, in Ingram's in it. Hey, in Forest Ingram's like a 20. I, and then he told me he missed a 20 pound spot. Missed that one. That thing was about 20 pounds. <laughs> Hey, Had to be. hey man, Ingram's like there's some weird chicken houses up above Ingram's. He might he might have caught a dolphin out there. I don't know, <laughs> like a spot that's mutated into a dolphin. <laughs> Dude, anyway, that was totally. I just I knew I'd forget to tell you about it. It yeah. was bizarre though. Yeah. Um, even more bizarre was helping the guy catch that alligator snapper. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see that video. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, so that's kind of the the why behind the what. I like to inspire people and um. You know, Ben, I know Ben was inspired by it. Like, that's yeah. incredible that this guy feels like this is how he needs to how to do to do this. And we're not pressuring him into feeling that way at all. He just made that yeah. decision. And and then, you know, I get I get messages almost every day about kayak setups and and stuff like that. And so um so that's the the why behind the what. I like to inspire and um I think we both just like like the idea of challenging ourselves mentally. And one day there may be something else. You know that challenges. Uh, I'm us. sure there will be. Yeah, there's no telling what I we'll ho- find. I hope there is. I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I, the one thing I can't stand is people who aren't willing to learn. And so, um, I, I hope we keep learning, man, and keep figuring out new ways. Yeah, no telling what, what'll happen, man. One day I'd like to be a bow hunter. Like a bow, I'm a, I am a bow hunter, but I would like to be a full time bow hunter. Like, yeah, be able to carry that title, like, mm-hmm. and really carry. I, yeah, it. yeah and uh, it's not that I think that those kind of people are better. I don't. I just. I would like to be confident enough with my bow, which I'm pretty confident, but I'd like to to be confident enough in myself that I could watch a deer pass at 50 yards and say, okay, let's wait for him to come in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, when I'm, I, when I could that. just as easily have a rifle in my hands. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I can relate. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's what I, I'd like to, I'd like to be that. Um, But yeah, so what we're going to do now, did you have anything you wanted to add behind that? Kind of inspirational talk about why we do this? Uh, no, nah, I, I guess, I mean, that's it. And, and that's my thing, too. I love doing cool stuff like that because I think it does inspire people. And maybe they don't even go do what we do. Um, but if it can just get them outside like, and get them in the woods, I, I think that's yeah. cool. So, yeah, and, I'm with you on that. And, and speaking of inspiring people, we put this thing out on Facebook about um, basically just saying, what questions would you ask about a kayak setup? So we're going to answer some of those questions. Yeah, pumped about I that. I think we can. I think we can probably do this for a few minutes. We're and and be pretty close to be pretty close to done and feel like maybe somebody got some stuff answered. Yeah, for sure. And it's 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 like I, one thing I run into all the time with backpacking and with hunting. It's like people feel like it's so out of reach and it's so hard. Um, man, yeah. it's not it, like it, it's it's very easy. And and I love taking new people. Out. That's one of my favorite things to do with 
with anything in the outdoors, backpacking's a little bit easier than hunting. Um, but, but with hunting too, that's one of my, fa- that's why it pumps me up that Ben's doing it with us now. Um, and it's, it's just, if, if you think it's too hard, it's probably not, it's not that bad. No, it's not. It, it, it's demanding. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. You have to be in some kind of shape. Yeah. You're not going to see just some, you know, out of shape, completely guy out there doing this. But if you want to get in shape, this is a good way to do it. If you like to deer hunt, like to challenge yourself. It's a good way to start. Perfect way to start. It's man. fun because there is a, for me, like backpacking has no freaking goal. Like it's, I've told you that before. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, we've talked about. I'm it. fine with backpacking as long as we can hunt while we're doing it because I feel like there's a goal. Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, I think you know if if you're a guy that's that maybe feels like you're a little bit out of shape, you want to figure out a way to to maybe lose some weight. This could be a good thing for you to do. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And scouting like today. Jay, where are you at, bro? <laughs> Dude, Jay ate some ice cream all ago. So you did, you did replaced the calories I burned. <laughs> oh, there. that's what you were doing. That's what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. that's all I was doing. I was yeah, just I replenishing my body. So yeah, that makes it's for the sense. betterment of my body. <laughs> um, all right, dude, you got those pulled up? Yeah, man. I shouldn't drink soda. <laughs> all right, so you can read it if you want to. So this is um, this is Michael Davis. Uh, and he says, I, lo- I love this question. He says, do you prefer kayaks or canoe? I've been thinking about getting one, but not sure what would be best for being a solo hunter. A canoe would have more room for equipment and hopefully a big buck, but would be hard to handle by myself. I just worry a ki- kayak wouldn't have enough room for all the gear and a deer if I were to harvest one. That was pretty... Yeah. I love that yeah. question. Uh, no, that, I think that's probably one of the biggest things people are like oh man i would do that but my kayak's not big enough yeah you know or something like that yeah i mean i hear this debate all the time people not it's not a debate because there's not enough people doing it <clears throat> but people are like oh it seems like a canoe would be better no kayak's better mm-hmm. and here's what i know they each of them have their their um pros and cons pros and cons the t- canoe or the kayak i'm sorry i'll just say this just put my opinion out there the kayak's just sexier <laughs> There's just something that's sexy about a kayak, and the and the canoe is just a canoe. Like, it. <laughs> so you got something against canoes? Bro. No, I, d- may, I really we, don't. We may need to talk about. I that. really don't. I think a canoe is very practical. Yeah, you know, just the same way as a school bus is practical, <laughs> but a Lamborghini's sexy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's a perfect example. Yeah, like they're they're they they can do you can do a lot of things in a school bus. Like you could. Turn one at Sam Salt, then turn one into a dang house. Yeah. You know, yeah. on wheels. And, Living that joker. Um, like, there's a lot of things you can do with that, but um, a canoe, yes. I've seen people load the heck down on one of those things. Yeah, me too. Like, just... I've, I've loaded one down, yeah. I paddled the heavy, big... Thing. Overflowing, yeah. right? So here's what I would say, and then and then I'll let you talk, Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can answer it, too. Um, here's what I would say. I would say the, of course, like I just said, they they have the pros and cons, and here's here's some of them. Canoe, very practical, lots of space. The con, it's dang heavy. Um, there is lots of space, and so it's not very aerodynamic, um, and therefore it's not very easy for one guy to paddle one with a whole bunch of gear. If you've got two people, man. I would say if you if you're a father and a son, how about this? Mm-hmm. If you're a father and a son like me and my dad were, where every time my dad went hunting, I was hunting. Every time my dad went fishing, I was fishing. 
If you're if you're a, a, a combo and you're always have more than one person, I say go canoe every time because you will get more bang for your buck, I guess, in in as far as space. And having two people there, it'll just you have twice the manpower. You'll be fine. Or if you want to put a motor, a trolling motor on a canoe, I think that's a good idea too. But now back to being a purist, I would rather paddle. I, I don't want to. I don't want to motor. I've thought about it, and I, my mind's not made up yet. Like I may one day say, so I'm not going to paint myself in a corner. But I've thought about it, and I, you know, I could one day see myself doing it. But right for right now, like I'm, I'm a paddler. That's yeah. what I want to do. That's the pure part of it, you know, um, for for me. And so, um, a kayak, on the other hand, is very sleek. You know, even the kayak that doesn't track very good is still going to track better than most of your good tracking canoes with one person in it. Unless you really just know what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. Yeah, if, unless you're just an awesome paddler in a canoe. Yeah, people who really know what they're doing aren't asking this question either, too. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. Because they'll just <laughs> go with one or the other. Yeah. They, they'll pick whatever ones they're the specialist at. Um, the kayak, I have found my kayak to be very practical for carrying lots of gear. Um, uh, I can't carry like a two coolers, a deer, and, you know, a backpack in a tent, and whatever. case of Bud Light. A case of Bud Light, you know. <laughs> I can't I can't carry all that in there, but, you know, a tree stand. I've, I've carried a tree stand, a gun, two bags, my light, my, my light bar across the front. Anything else? Me uh, and, and a, a deer. deer all in one trip, and that was a mile, like a mile and a half paddle. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was against the wind too, which was which was funny. Yeah, but um, I mean, so I think my kayak is pretty practical. There's not a lot of people that need more than that going into the woods, right? Unless you're doing a camping trip or something like that. But even at that, with the kind of camping you do, mm-hmm. pointless camping, you can <laughs> <laughs> the aimless <laughs> wandering around <laughs> wandering camping. Around. Is that what you're talking about? Yep, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you mean where y'all do everything you can to be light and uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> And hey guys, let's go out and sleep very uncomfortably in the woods. <laughs> hey, let's but w- there's something great about let's that. Let's walk so far into the woods <laughs> that we have to carry one ounce of weight. Otherwise, we're going to die. I'm going to get you to come on a backpacking trip with me. When I can't wait. I'm going to I'm I'm disguise it a hunting trip. I'm going to say, hey, look, I got everything. You just show Backpack up. Backpacking is for people who want to be hunters. Oh, I don't... I don't see, <laughs> see, okay, so let me just... Well, you but, have... Every, you can... You I, can talk because you are a hunter. So. I can. And I'll say, I'll say one thing to that. I think that, so I love backpacking. All right. All right and I'm, I don't do it as much as I used to, but, and I've backpacked in some awesome places, like some ridiculous places. But I think what backpacking is getting me ready for is Western hunting. Cause I'm not going to have those big 70 pound packs. I know I, how to pack a pack, bro. I could see it. I would backpack all summer to get in shape for a Western hunt. And you would be in shape. That's yeah, the goal. I, I'm, I'm down with that, man. I'm down with that. If you're going backpacking is to get in shape, then perfect i think it's awesome yeah and people do whatever they want i'm not i'm not telling you how to live your life that's just why i don't do it because i feel like it doesn't have a goal for me well well, hey back to the the canoe question because this is something i haven't told you this i was looking at a canoe this weekend so yeah so we talked earlier about me me and rocky went out and and it was awesome i would never take him hunting like that um uh, yeah, I would, but, but I'll say this, it was a good test for my kayak because I hadn't pulled a deer out yet. And he was like having a live deer in it at times. So I could definitely pull a deceased deer out. Um, 
but uh, but anyways, and my kayak's a little different than yours. It's not as high quality. It's a it's a it's a cheaper, lower model. Um, I think it's the same length. It's a little lower to the water, but it's it's plenty perfect. Like I paid three hundred bucks for everything. I think I got four hundred. 400 bucks in it, you know, and it, and that's everything I need. And I'm completely confident in pulling a deer out with that. But I, I, I'm with you. I think a canoe, I, I think just quit, don't bring so much stuff. That's one good thing that mm-hmm. backpacking's taught me is not to bring so much crap that just weighs you down. I bring the least amount of stuff I possibly can. Yeah. And, and that's one reason I like a kayak. It's a little, for me, it's more nimble. I, I suck at paddling a canoe anyway, and probably not going to learn anytime soon. So the kayak's easy to paddle. Like it, it's, I don't know. To me, it's just the way to go. I, but I think a canoe would be good if, you, if you're a two-man team, you know? Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll say this as a good plug for these guys. In my opinion, the best thing that you can do is a hybrid, like a new canoe. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. I've never I mean, paddled one, but they look sweet. It is going to – I'm trying to get in one this year. Like, I want to have one this season. It is the most practical – kayak canoe hybrid it's like a canoe in the shape of a kayak and it's got like all these crazy gear tracks like you can put two or three seats in one yeah you know? I, i've seen god I, I saw a guided fly fishing or a, a fly fishing guide guided guiding two guys down a river one time in a new canoe in a new canoe they're yeah. just um, it's pretty sweet they're they're it's a good day they have like 650 pound weight limits on on That's one crazy. of them um so if you could, to me, I feel like new canoe is kind of the best of both worlds of the the pros for all these. But if you had to pick one for me, I would I would say a kayak, a heavy, a good heavy duty kayak. Um, and we'll answer the rest of that to, and kind of tell you what we think is really good with some of these next questions. You can read one. Yeah, which one you want to read? Um, let's do that one. This one. Okay, so Jacob Myers uh, asked, "Would you? We would like to hear about your dream kayak setup and also a good budget kayak for a beginner." Yeah, that's so, a great question. That's, I think that's probably everybody looking at that money. Yeah, you see that break the bank or budget. You know, you see that that's a lot right. right there. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go ahead. Okay, uh, so my whole setup, like I said, I bought a used kayak, and it's a Dick Sporting Goods, like a Field and Stream. Uh, it's an Eagle Talon Twelve, so it's a twelve foot long kayak. It's got like Super basic, super basic. At the end of the day, like I'm in the camp of don't let the gear hold you back. So, and I think that's a great, like my dad bought that same canoe or same kayak yesterday and he, he got it on sale at field and stream for 400 bucks. And that was a kayak and he, uh, that wasn't a paddle and stuff. But f- so for under $500, you could get a setup, you get a life jacket, a paddle. Oh, yeah. And at the end of like, that's all you need. You know, like I got a dry sack, that I brought with me, which are, they're super cheap. So there's a few things you could add on, but like I say, if you can find a good kite, that's not gonna like, if you're going to be out on the lakes and me and you kite a lot of lakes, uh, and hunt public land, if you're going to be out on a lake, you got to think about boats coming your way. Like don't just buy the kayak and drive straight to the water and laws and laws too. Like laws yeah. are pretty, pretty strict on, on some stuff. Like I didn't get stopped by one single game warden, mm-hmm. but there are, I mean, there's definitely laws, especially on a big public lake like that. Yeah. And if you, ha- so if you have a motor on, if it's a motorized boat, yeah, that changes things, which, so, so if you're in a kayak with no motor on it, you're good for the most part, but you got to check those local laws too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so, so that's my budget setup. Yeah. My dream setup 
oh man, get ready. Like I'm just gonna if it's a dream, if we're dreaming, like I got I'm gonna keep the kayak I have because I freaking love it, even though it's cheap. Um, but then I'm gonna buy a canoe, a, a really sweet canoe, really short one. Okay. And I'm gonna outfit it, just gonna put like some la- stuff to lash my gear down and stuff like that. Then I'm gonna buy a big canoe <laughs> for two people to get in. And then I'm gonna buy like a blow up raft with a motor on the back of it. And then I'm gonna buy a small bass boat to go scouting in. That's my dream setup. So how, you, how want does that every, sound? you want everything in the world. I know I, that's ridiculous. The, the like, thing that I'm noticing right there is your dream setup is not necessarily kayak e. You're gonna oh, keep your same kayak. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it, it just so like the bass boat, and I, I won't, I won't ever buy a bass boat probably. But like the raft is something that I've really thought about using because you could use it as a drift boat for fly fishing and stuff like that. Yeah. But also for scouting out on the water it'd be awesome to be able to zip around to a few spots yeah but does that take away from the purity a little bit uh for me it does i mean it does for me it definitely definitely does does for me however there have been times when i would have taken a bass boat yeah and and i'm I'm a hot minute i'm a busy guy that's that's my thing so yeah so like for real dream setup i i want to buy like a a yeti you know i want to buy a yeti panga bag I'd like to buy a few things to add to my kayak that I have, but honestly, like I love my boat. So yeah, I'll probably just keep it and just outfit it with some nicer gear. And that would probably be my dream setup, honestly. Yeah. Pretty, so pr- pretty boring. So I, it's not, I don't think that's boring. I don't think it's boring. <laughs> like, um, that was, uh, that was not what I expected at all. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you got. Um, so budget setup. Um, I think my, I, I really do believe, which I think everybody's probably a little bit partial, but I've been able to see mine in action quite mm-hmm. a bit and see how it handled things. And I really think my kayak is the best kayak for a budget setup for this style of hunting. And that is also with a lot of the modifications that I've done. Yeah, your, your boat's way more modified than mine. Is. I've done quite a bit. So what I'm, what I have is the perception striker 11.5. So. Um, it's 11 and a half feet. Um, it's the prote- perception brand and the striker is the model. And, um, this boat is just built like a tank. Like it is so bulky and big. It doesn't take, I mean, it, it doesn't track great, but it's still a kayak. So it tracks pretty decent. Um, but it, it's like, like your kayak is like a barracuda and my kayak is like an alligator. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll probably beat you there. But if you have a deer on, you're way more comfortable than I am. Mine's aggressive. It's like a, yeah. it's it's just like it, I've, I've had, I've kayaked five deer out of there and three of those were bucks and I, you really don't feel them there. I mean, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You really, you can, I'm sure. but it's not like you're like, Oh, you know, tipping over or anything like that. You feel like you're about to fall over. Once you get used to it, once you kind of gain your balance and figure it out, you're good to go, man. And and you really, like, I don't even become aware. So it's the Perception Striker 11.5. I put a bass boat swivel seat on it. Um, that's one thing you definitely want to do with that boat is do a modification with a swivel seat or some type of seat with a back because that kayak does not come with a, a back seat. So basically, I sit in mine. I put a, a base, a release, a swivel release. Uh, bolted that into the seat, um, put a swivel base on there, and then you just pop that seat on top, and 
Um, and I sit, I sit just like we're sitting right here in this chair. Like I sit with my legs. Um, I don't know what you would call this position, but my legs underneath my butt basically. Yeah. Um, and I can just stand up and super easy. My legs don't take up all this room in front of me. They just right there. That's sweet. I see that. That's pretty awesome. I think that's good. I mean that, that for me has been, I don't get wet. I get paddle spray a little bit, but like my butt never gets wet because it never actually touches the kayak. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can, you can guys, you can check my Facebook page out, whatever, and you'll be able to see all the, all of the pictures of my kayak. It's not hard to find. Um, but I have that. I have a really nice trailer that I, you know, traded and wheeled and dealed. Really not. You got the baddest trailer I've ever seen in my yeah. life. That that big trailer I was talking about, I ended up selling it for like 250 bucks, which is um, like, what would that be? 200, 250%? Something. Or 150%. I made some money on that I deal. I made a lot of profit off of Wheeling it. Wheeling and dealing. I bought that, did some modifications to it, added the toolbox and everything that I was telling you about. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other modifications. I put lights on, uh, I built like a, a light thing in a battery box for the front of my kayak. That's one thing that you do want, guys, is you want um, some type of light. And, and I would not recommend a headlamp because in your paddling... You're going to be hitting your in, in the dark because you think about it, you're, you'll be paddling in the dark twice a day. If you go in the morning and then in the evening, um, on every hunt at some point, you'll be paddling in the dark. And so what I did is I just went on Amazon and bought some um, LED pods and built basically something to put it on front of my kayak and turn it on when I need it, turn it off when I don't. And uh, so that's, I think in all, you know, I've. Probably I bought that kayak for four hundred and fifty dollars bare. Um, oh, I get a lot of stuff on Amazon too, all this DIY stuff, and you can find so much information on how to do this DIY kayak stuff on like the uh, DIY kayak tutorial Facebook page. Um, there's just all there's all kinds of stuff. You like can, use that Google machine. Yeah, just Google it. You know, if you like how to put a seat on a perception striker, mm -hmm. and something will pop up. You know, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that kind of information out there, but so that's my that's my budget um, setup because that's what I have is a budget setup, but it works really well. And um, and yeah, the, there it would be hard for me to change it just because I I think it's really good. Now my dream setup. Yeah, lay it on me. I can't wait to hear it. So a lot of people would expect somebody who is especially you know like really in love with the kayak world to say a Hobie, like a Pro Angler 14 or Pro Angler 12 or something like that. If I just, I'm not sold on it. Um, and, and I'll tell you why it doesn't feel like it has a ton of room. Like I'm for this, you're hauling a bunch of gear. You need space, you know, and like it's a pedal drive. Um, and you can probably pull those pedals up. I don't really know much about it in that respect, but, um, I know it's a heavy boat. I know those are a heavy boat, so paddling it would probably be pretty tough. And I, I think weight matters too. Like I, it I, does. I like having a light boat. I'd get one a little heavier, more like yours, but it it makes a difference. I mean, because if you're having to get in or out a weird spot, it makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And and a lot of times during the winter, the water's down, the water's low, and so you're having to drag your kayak some places, you know. Um, so the Hobie, in some situations, it might be really really good. Um, and I like Hobie's kayaks. Don't get me wrong. Like if I could afford a Hobie kayak, I could, I might, I might would just try one to try it out. But 
my dream setup right now is the new canoe um, Frontier 12. Um, I said that earlier. Uh, it's it's very stable. It's got like a 650-pound weight limit, um, which is massive. Mine is only, I think, five 450 or 500 in mine, and I fit a ton of crap in mine. And, and I mean, this this one out outdoes it in that respect, but um, it's got a ton of space. It's very aerodynamic, so it will track very well. Um, it's got the gear tracks that come with it, so instead of drilling crap all into my, doing these DIY, DIY projects and drilling holes into my boat and bolt and stuff, you can use these gear tracks um, on the sides and... That's um, cool. That's yeah, it's it's really sweet. It's got a really comfortable seat. Uh, I think it's a 360 Pinnacle seat um, or Pinnacle 360. I don't know how you say it. But the thing that I really like about this boat is I've seen stuff of people like sitting basically in that 360 seat, sitting sideways with their both of their legs out one side of the boat. Wow. Um, so they're super stable. I know they're super stable. Um, so that's my that's my dream setup. Now I don't know what kind of accessories and stuff I would start putting on it. Um, I know when I get that and I have the use of those gear tracks, I know accessories would be probably a whole new level because I'm not drilling into a boat like that. No. If yeah. I don't have to, there might be some like very rarely, but so yeah, that's my dream setup right now. Sounds I good, think. man. I'm going to have um, to check that boat out. I don't know a ton about it. I, I, I've just been out of the kayak game, man. I got, I got mine and I've just haven't even looked. You know? I'm telling you these guys there's not there's nobody that's making a hunting kayak like for this like mm -hmm. here's a kayak you can haul deer out with but it feels like whoever designed these new canoes really was thinking about it yeah, that's they, they may be hauling some deer out they they might be if yeah. they are i would love to hear them i have not seen a whole lot of stuff about this um somebody else asked on here i'm going to pull this up because this can kind of go into this um uh, let's see here. Let me find it. Somebody asked, are you, I think they said Hobie or Jackson kayak. Hobie or Jackson. The um, two big dogs, Ford and Chevy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even put Jackson in the category for this. They could be, you know, I've never, I've never paddled in one, but the ones that I've seen, um, feel like they sit a little too close to the water and they're expensive boats. They're good boats. I would fish out of one all day. Um, but as far as putting a big old ruddy whitetail on it, I don't think I'd do it. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Jackson has like a, uh, it, I, I think they have a hunting kayak, but it's not necessarily for whitetail. For, and okay, yeah. so I don't know. I haven't looked at this, but I think it's a waterfowl boat because I yeah. think you can get a blind with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it may be a sit inside too. Which I, would, I think you're right. I know Wilderness be... Systems makes they make a specifically for duck hunting. Okay, I probably shouldn't be talking about this because I don't know. But that that's just what I remember seeing. Yeah, and I know like I think I think you you might be right. Yeah, which would be cool. I've hunted out of a I've duck hunted out of a kayak. It's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That's that's another one of the questions on here. Um, this this question actually came from Go Wild. It says, uh, do you, I, I don't even have my phone pulled up right now, but basically what the question is, is do you have any, um, thoughts about hunting waterfowl from a kayak? Uh, and it goes on to say, like, I'm thinking about 
putting a blind on my kayak and wanting to get some ideas or whatever. So I will tell you, um, guy, I don't remember your name, but if you listen to this, um, I will tell you, go to facebook.com and find the group kayak hunting. This is a really good group and I actually joined it. It's, it's still been a good group. I've enjoyed, enjoyed seeing stuff, but I was like, Oh, cool. Some guys like me, but it turns out they're all duck hunters. And so you're going to find all kinds of blind information and like duck blinds and what kayaks the best and all that stuff, which a new canoe kind of takes a cake on that too. A lot of guys are in one of those right now. Okay. That makes um, sense. I'll tell you another, another good kayak budget kayak to look at would be Ascend. They have a lot of, Oh yeah. Ascend. Yeah. That's still has a Bass Pro that, or Bass something. Bass Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some sweet boats. I, I haven't, I've never paddled one, but I've seen them. They look nice to me. In my opinion, they're kind of like a, a poor man's Hobie is really what they seem like. They have a lot of space, you know, they're, pretty stable so that could be a yeah it seems like an upgrade from like my field and stream yeah yeah yeah, just a little bit higher quality boat it probably would be um okay Uh, a lot of people asking about won't break the bank all about that money yeah i just and i think that may be why my dream kayak's not so not so fancy it's just because it's like I don't know. I'm just not too worried about gear. I love gear. Don't get me wrong, but I, like I can't let it. I'm, I like practical gear. Me too, man. If it works good, like I'm all for upgrading and making it better. But like right now, where I'm at, a $350 kayak is killing it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. That's what I'm gonna use. All right. So this this is the guy. He said, "What do you like more, paddle or pedal kayaks?" This is Josh Sims. What do you like better, paddle or pedal kayaks? Are you a Jackson or a Hobie fan? I don't know if it's are you a Jackson or a Hobie fan. <laughs> like, do you like either one of those? Or if it's saying, like, you have to be one or the other, choose a team. Yeah. Auburn or Alabama, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say to the second question, if you're having me choose a team, I'm going to say Hobie fan. But I'm really not, like, a like a – I'm a fan of Hobie. I like their, their boats. But yeah, um, I don't think it would be perfect for this. Now, Greg Godfrey – hunts out of a Hobie. Oh, he does. I forgot he about that. He does use that. a Hobie. I forgot about now, that. Now, Greg Godfrey, I think he told us he had never paddled a deer out. Oh, so we'll have to see. But he has paddled a couple pigs out, but they're different. They're they're smaller. Shorter. They're more, yeah, they're shorter. So I'm interested to see the first time he paddles a deer out, I'm interested to see what what it looks like. But I know like Zach Farrenbaugh from The Hunting Public. Mm-hmm. The the videos I've seen of him in a kayak, it looks like he's in a sit inside kayak. So, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what it ultimately comes down to: buy what you can afford. Yeah. So just get out there. I always say this: like we're doing this to help you out on the practicality side, but but figure it out later. That's that's what yeah. I. Th- if you if you got a kayak, if you got a sun dolphin kayak, and that's all you got, and that's all you can afford. Just go do it and figure it out later. Ben Curry, the guy we were talking about earlier, dude, yep. his kayak, he's got a sit-in kayak that's tiny, tiny, tiny. If he, he can barely fit his freaking bow in there. Dude, yeah. Dude, if he shoots a deer, he's going to have to quarter that thing out in two or three trips. Li- yeah. You know, literally. And so he's just using what he's got. And I love that, man. Yeah, like you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I would say about gear, um, nobody really asked the question, but one thing I would say about gear as hunters, we're always about the latest and greatest everything. Uh, if it's gun, bow, boots, clothes, whatever. I am telling you, after a year of 
a year solid of hunting on public land with my kayak, nothing is in as good of shape as it was when I started this. <laughs> so you got you put you start putting water into the equation every single time. Yeah. You start adding rust to your gun. You start having to clean your gun a whole lot more. You start adding mud into little crevices of your bow setup. Like here here's here's one thing that I would say. I would not take my best um firearms or weapon with me in the woods. Now my bow, I take my best one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen too many, you know, my dad flipped his kayak and <laughs> dropped his 270 in the bottom of Smith Lake, but you got um, lucky and found it. Yeah, we, that, we got it anchor. out. Uh, we ended up getting it out, but I mean, it, that joker was 15 feet down there. And uh, I ended up getting, being able to find it with with the kayak anchor. But, um, I mean, if that were a $1,500 or $2,000 gun, can you imagine how much that would suck? See, dude, I, I feel you, but man, I would take my best gun out there. Like it. I don't know why it does not bother me to use it. Yeah. Like, so I lash all my stuff down. I I bought like five carabiners, good carabiners. And I have a small, like I have some paracord that's like, it's not going to break on the side of my boat. And I lash everything. Now that doesn't mean that mistakes are that mistakes don't happen. I almost dropped my camera in this year and I got a $1,800 camera set up. You know, that would have (laughs) sucked because I wouldn't have got it back. Yeah. But yeah, because it touches that water and. That's it. You might as well just not even get it. No, uh, and I was I was probably in a hundred foot of water, you know. Yeah. And but but my thing is the way that I see it, like I, which I'm I can be a little rough on my gear, but dude, that's what it's for. Like I I'm gonna use the heck out of it. So that may be why I have a really cheap gun. Yeah, well, well, that's the <laughs> thing. Yeah. I have a, I have a cheap gun too. So my best gun is a cheap one already. So I'm not same, I'm not really same, I'm same not really here. that worried about Maybe it. Maybe I yeah, I can I, I can't even If I've to got it. <laughs> if I've got a Weatherby or something, I'm going to choose my Savage 30 out 6. Because I know it's good. I mean, don't take crappy stuff out there. I just I'll just you take know, one. You're you're yeah, still hunting. Works. It's still gear you still need to use like what you said. Yeah. But just for this, just realize that it's going to it's going to change the lifespan of your gear. Well, you're you're really using it here. Yeah. Yeah, you're really using it. You are. I've even noticed things like um like my phone. Oh, for sure. Like your my, phone, yeah. my phone that I'm using so much, it's keep, keep, you know, it gets wet a lot. It hits rocks and stuff. My boots, mm-hmm. um, boots are a totally different story like this because, um, you got different, different types of terrain, sharp rocks and lots of sharp rocks and having to wade from time to time. Yep. If, if you're in, you know, four inches of water and your boat can't, keep going you got to get out so you got to have something waterproof or your feet are getting wet yeah pretty much i mean so your your clothing it gets mud all over it dude i can't tell you how many times i just smell like mud i smell like a big old pig that's been wallowing in mud yeah and and my wife has does not (laughs) forget to tell me you know i mean so so just that's that's one thing that i wanted to add to this whole thing is like just understand that this is this is fun and it's challenging. Don't don't take thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear. Just be smart with it. Yeah, be yeah. smart with it. Yeah, because you, you know, lash it on. Mm-hmm. Don't just have it sitting on the front of your boat. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with. I mean, I've I've learned that. You know, I've I've put that I on learned, there. My I, dad I literally you. flipped his kayak the first day we went out, and it was freezing cold. And it was that cold day. that day, and I had shot mm-hmm. a deer. <laughs> and we still had to drag a deer out of the woods and paddle it back. And he flipped it on his first hunt. That was 
That was rough. Now, looking back at it now, I've got oh, some good pictures. Hey, that's a bad day, but a great story. It was a great story. Yeah. And it was a good day when he found that thing. Oh, that, it's a great day. It was day. like, I've, I've seen my dad be excited about things. He was significantly more excited about this than a lot of things. Like, he was pumped up. Because that, that, that gun had some sentimental value, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my grandfather who passed away had given it to him when he was a boy, you know, when he was mm. younger, a teenager. <laughs> good job finding it, bro. But it's really funny. If you know the story, man, my dad. It's that's on Dan's the, podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on Nine Finger. But um, if you don't know the story, go listen to that. It's in January, but I'll tell you a little bit. Dad <laughs> flipped his kayak, got new his underwear, got in the lake, and <laughs> to get his try to get his gun, and I ended up finding it. And so I got all these pictures of my dad and. In his underwear in the middle of the lake uh, is pretty I great. I can't even picture your dad in, in that state, man. <laughs> it was, but I wish I would have been there. And the thing I, I, I said, I, feel I, for him, I man, pulled though. out my phone and started taking pictures. And I was like, Dad, I'm going to take pictures of this <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to know. I know we're going to laugh. Whether you get your gun back or not, we're going to laugh about this later. One day this will be funny. Dad, one day, one day I, I got to get a picture. I can't not get a picture of you sitting there sulking in your underwear in the freezing water um okay so let's move on sorry we got off on a little bit of a rabbit trail right there <laughs> that's okay um i would like to hear about all the diy modifications you put on your kayak the next i buy here soon lord willing will be large enough to haul a deer out hopefully with all of my equipment and gear so we'll let's just talk about that for just a second um or did we already talk about that? Uh, we, I think we've touched on it a lot with your lights. Uh, I got a rope on there that I can lash my stuff to. I, I do I've, want to talk about some things that I want to do. Yeah, let's, talk, yeah, let's talk about that. What, what's, so what's one, one of the things that's going to come this year will be uh, a gun a gun holder or a bow holder, which you can find super cheap on Amazon. Yeah, I like that, dude. Um, I'm not sure the way that I'm going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to put it with the edge of my kayak on the right side or the left or in the front. Yeah. Like in front of me on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like where it cro- it's crossing over the kayak. Yeah. Probably that way. I'll probably do it crossing over the kayak. Um, I'm going to make my light set up a little bit better. Um, this year, the way that I did my light set up is I had those two pods, um, those two light pods, LED pods, and they were like on like a, a piece of wood that I'd kind of made and then PVC coming out of it. So basically, I'm trying to think of a way to, to describe it. But basically, like it was like two little eyeballs for the kayak. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and you can find pictures. It'll be on this picture, or on this uh, podcast. It'll be the picture for this podcast. Yeah, be my kayak probably. Um, But you can kind of see it worked great. The reason I did that is because I have a hawk um, warbird climber. It's a very flat climber, Um, but I wanted to do it that way because I needed to put my climber on top of it. You know what I mean? So I needed to sit fairly flush with the boat and I could put my kayak on top yeah, of it. Keep that center of gravity as low as you could. Right. Yeah. Now this year I will be hunting out of a tethered saddle, the tethered mantis. Have you seen that? Have you seen Greg's? Yeah. And I'm so excited to see one in real life. Oh man. So uh, here, here's the thing. We're going to be doing a very soon before deer season starts. Once these things get in production, we are going to do a Southern ground meetup somewhere in the South. I don't know where yet. Um, we're going to do a Southern ground meetup and it's going to be a tethered demo. So he's going to have these, these saddles. He's going to sell them. He's going to do a demo of them. He's going to freaking sell them to you. 
And he knows his stuff. That'd be a good guy to show you how to use it. <laughs> I, I love that guy. I text that. I, I text Greg so much. And mostly just because he's so charismatic when he texts me back. Like, he's just so, yeah. like, <laughs> everything's got an exclamation point. You can just tell he's happy. That's you awesome. Know, he, like yeah, because he's a good guy. He's a, he's a really good guy. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so my setup is going to actually turn out to be a lot lighter this year most of the time when I'm in the saddle. Um. Because the tethered saddle is like 15 ounces. Now, that that's without sticks and... Um, you know, a bunch of the carabiners and all that stuff, but still, that's pretty crazy. 15 like, freaking ounces and, and and the size of it. I mean, it was more or less like what a manila smaller than a manila envelope or something like yeah, that. It's little bitty. Yeah. So you just put it in your pocket and, <laughs> and go, you know, you don't even have yeah. to have all the space. Right. But my climber literally took up the majority of the space in my, in my boat. Yeah. Definitely the bulkiest thing you have. Yeah. So, I mean, and I still have, I will still have room if I want to take my climber out one day. I'll still have room to put it in there. I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm just not going to set up around that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to have like the the perfect boat for a climber. I'm going to have the perfect boat that I can add a climber to if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, that's some of the things. One thing not to forget in a, and especially in a DIY setup is, or, or a kayak setup in general is to take a rope. <laughs> like take a rope to tie off. Uh, I learned and, that lesson the hard way. Yeah, and you may need a long one because I know the water was low this year. I had like fifty feet, and one time I had to use almost all of it, and I didn't want to drag my boat all the way up there because I didn't want to spook right. everything out. Because the high water line was forever. way up there. Yeah, the tree lines were away, way far away. Yeah, um, yeah. So plenty of plenty of rope to tie off. I learned that the hard way. Also, you could listen to that on one Dan's. of the greatest stories. Yeah, that's a good time. story. And this all all this stuff happened this year. Um. I would always, and I would also always carry a rope with me or something to drag. Yeah, for sure. Um, to drag a deer. You know, you you learn these things though. Here's the thing: um, lots of leashes, lots of paddle leashes. Buy a ton of those. Lots of carabiners. You can't have enough. Lots of zip ties. You can't have enough of those. Yeah. And lots of freaking bungee cords. Bungee cords are awesome. If you if yeah. you go and buy ten of each of those things, and maybe add some ratchet straps to that, you go buy all that stuff. Like you'll have you'll be good for a lot of things that you need to do yeah, <laughs> on a kayak. You lose one, you'll have an extra yep. one. And yeah, yep. you never know what's going to happen. The, those are the kind of things you need, Br- but bring a spare, a light, a seat, seat mods are good. Unless you already have a good seat on your kayak. Yeah. I just put a bass boat seat on mine, I, but I didn't put it on a swivel. So it sits low. Yeah. Cause mine's not as stable as yours. Uh, right. but man, so much more comfortable. It changes. Yeah. Things, I yeah. think it was like 40 bucks or something. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more questions? N- not you that ha- I can think of. I mean, a few things I'd like to add. I, I I don't know if you do this or not. I actually carry, so in the hole of my boat, like I, I got storage in the hole. I put a dry sack, like a really good, I think it's Sea to Summit or something like that, thick dry sack. And I actually put a whole extra change of clothes inside that. Yes. Um, because I hunted in single digits on the water that are, you know, to get to my, to, to my hunting spot. And if I had tipped over something like that, that's it. And, and where we were hunting at, there's not, and where I was at one day, there was no houses anywhere. I could have screamed as loud as I wanted to. Nobody would have heard me. So within that bag, I have a fire starter. I have something I can light on fire. I'll light my dang boat on fire if I have to, you know, just to, to stay alive. But 
I bring that every single time I go with me. And uh, I, I, dude, I have a towel in there, like a straight up, like a beach towel, you know? So, because I've been <clears throat> in bad situations, like I said, backpacking, you just never know what may happen. Is that Murphy's Law? Murphy's Law, maybe. I'm, I'm not good on my if it, laws. Uh, it, what is it? It's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think, if it can happen, it will happen. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Maybe that's Murphy. I don't know. It's one of them freaking laws that says just be prepared. Yeah. Because if something bad's gonna happen, it if it can happen, just plan for it happening. Exactly. So so I bring that. I bring like a small first aid kit with me because, uh, and I never use it, but I have it just in case. Do you remember that day that I came to you and I was like, it's like the only time I've ever been mad at you. Remember when we were kayaking and um. You're like, dude, there's going to be so many like stories, like stuff that's wrong. Stuff will go wrong. Oh, I remember saying that. And yeah. he said, and out, you said, and out here, when stuff goes wrong, it's going to suck. Yeah. I remember, and remember when I called you after my <laughs> kayak floated away because I didn't tie it off. And I was like, bro, I hate you. You, dude, you re- jinxed me. I remember that. I remember where I was standing. That was like a big deal because I was thinking, Wow, he's in a really bad spot right now. I'm really far away too, so I can't just help him. I can't help him at all. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's true, and, and that's one of those things. Like it's a pain in the butt to get another change of clothes and get a towel and all that. But dude, the day that I need that, oh, it's gonna be so nice. Yeah, it's gonna be so nice. Oh yeah. Um, so always be prepared. Like have yeah, just have have, have things to be prepared. And, I carry a lot of weight mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily have to have i'm not i might not use it but yeah. i need it yeah you know? and, and hunting public land tell people where you're going like just make sure somebody yeah. knows i know i've text. i think i know i've texted you and said i'm gonna be here i've texted ben and said this is where i'm gonna be if nobody can find me i'm probably somewhere in between the boat launch and there well i told <laughs> i told hallie too um i actually gave my wife uh she can see where i'm at like she sees my location yeah uh, sure yeah sure your number location. one it keeps you accountable in your marriage that's right you're number good, you're two number two <laughs> if you die they can they can find your body or at least your cell phone yep yeah. yep the cell phone of your body i yeah. don't know man bankhead there's some probably some critters in there that can just carry you away hey uh, yeah yeah panthers <laughs> but uh um yeah, I mean that pretty much covers our setup. There's and everybody's is going to be different. Everybody's boat's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Your your needs, your wants. Some people might might really get a lot of use out of a trolling motor on their kayak. Some people yeah. might just want to stick with a paddle. You know, it just depends on what you want. But um, there there's not really a right answer. Not at all. Um, other than stay safe, have a life jacket. Always, yeah. Always have a light, your... obey the law. Yeah, and and yeah, just always wear your life jacket because, man, if I had fallen in in that single digit weather, there's no hope of me trying to swim. I mean, I'm sure I could a little bit. Just be smart, you know. There's a lot of people. Don't be stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if if you don't have anything to live for, then go out and do whatever. But if you have a lot to live for, like me and like Blake, then just be smart. That's all it takes. And I'm and I'm I break that rule a lot. Like I take risks. I go out places. I don't tell anybody where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I, I know I definitely break that rule, but um, you know I'm, I want to always be better. You know, and so yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot to this. Like, I feel like we could keep going, um, but I feel like anybody who is starting or wanting to get into it, oh, I did want to throw in one more thing, and this is not this is not a commercial for Onyx mm-hmm. um, at all, but this is a very important piece of gear for this. Uh, and I want to be clear on this. This is not 
um, sponsored. Spon- this is not a sponsored thing. Onyx was one of the most important things that I used in this because I was able to find the the basically the advantage that you're you're getting with kayak access, which I guess we could have covered in the beginning, but um, this is good good time. The it, the whole reason for this, the advantage that you get, is you're coming at these deer from another angle. This is a tactical standpoint. You're coming at a deer from an angle they're not used to associating with danger. Usually people are coming at them from the roads. You're coming at them from the other angle. You're, you're actually being able to work off of other hunters pressure mm-hmm. that they're pushing them in that way. Um, and, and you, you find these little landlocked pieces that are, you know, I found one the other day. That's like, um, I think it's 160 acres, Yeah, but it is the best spot I've ever been to in Alabama. Uh, well, maybe until today, around 85 beds, but, <laughs> um, it, it's one of the best looking spots, jumped a big deer in there during Turkey season. Um, it is completely landlocked. You can't get to it. You won't, you won't get to it unless you own some of the property that's on that it butts up next to. Yeah. You're not finding it. And I wouldn't have found it if it weren't for having Onyx. Like you, it does you no good to do all this stuff and not have Onyx, honestly, because you're not going to know where to go. Right, yeah, and you can find so many. Dude, I hunted a few different spots this year that was just tiny little 40-acre spots, but completely covered up with deer. Yeah. And just and it was from just sitting on my iPad looking at Onyx maps and finding that stuff. So, yeah, it's a it's a tool, man, that I'm going to have it in my tool belt for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I can't I even think want to of cover. Anything. We're right at an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, I just one thing I was gonna say: just get creative. Like I hunted on the ground all year. I, yeah. I've never hunted on the ground, and but and I, I hunted out of a hammock. Yeah, a a, a, short, a short hammock. hammock. So it was literally what it sounds like: a short hammock. One of my best friends makes them, and he was like, "Man, it'd be great to it's my cousin." It's, yeah, he's your cousin. He's Luke it's Parker's Luke's dad. dad. Yeah. Dang, Luke Parker <laughs> got mentioned twice. Two times, boy. And. <laughs> Uh, and that's what Ben's hunting out of too. And uh, anyway, yeah. super comfortable. Just try not to fall asleep. Um, but you know, it packed down the size of a softball, weighed less than ten ounces. And you're hunting on the ground. And yeah, I know a lot of guys who are older that don't want to hunt in a stand anymore, can't climb up a tree anymore, and they're gonna, you know, that's that that could be an option. And literally, dude, I could put it in my pocket. You know, so yeah. for me, kayak hunting, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And uh, yeah, it worked. Just had to get a little bit creative with it. And you don't. You don't spook up everything in there with a big old loud climber. No, it's it's pretty, and I love keeping stuff simple. Like, yeah. like I like the lights on the front of your boat. I freaking love those, but I just don't want to deal with them. So, like, I bought a few extra batteries for my headlamp. You know, yeah. and but at the at the end of the day, you just got to do what works for you. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I just in a, ta- on a tactical standpoint, like I really wanted to hit that about you know kind of. What advantage does it even give you? You get away from people. You get away from the pressure. Mm-hmm. I saw three people in one day, and that was because I was hunting a spot that had road access that I shouldn't have been into. But um, I took yeah. the risk, and they were there. Yeah, and I didn't go back. Never saw another person in the woods. But they all could, year. You never know. They could have pushed those deer towards you because yeah. you would have been coming from a completely different angle right. than them. If I would have been there before them, there's no, there's no telling. But I wasn't, and they they got there public land. They got there fair and square. I'm glad they're hunting it. Heck yeah. Um, and so, but but now, you know, I mean, kind of know these spots. I know I know where people are using. 
This is the biggest advantage I've gotten out of kayak hunting is I got away from the pressure, man. From the where the I'm I'm still hunting pressure. I'm hunting their pressure. Mm-hmm. But I got away from where they're trumping all all through. Yeah, the places agree. I'm hunting yeah. are where deer don't associate with danger. So <laughs> you can't beat that. Isn't that isn't that what we're all looking for? Yeah, is that called a honey hole? <laughs> we're just trying to get away from danger, you know, brother. That's all I want. I'll keep my 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 kids and my wife away from danger, and away from away from the devil and in the arms of Jesus. Hey, there we go, man. Preach, my brother. Don't preach it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit delusional. It's late. Yeah, it's late, and I'm getting it, man. Ah, dude, hunting season's it. gonna be here so soon. Before you know it. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to get out. Hey guys, we're we're done. We're not gonna talk any more tactics. We're not gonna talk any more about this. But I do want to open it up for you. If you have any questions about a kayak setup or anything like that. You can do a couple different things. You can check out our YouTube page. It is um, Southern Ground Hunting on YouTube. Uh, and you'll see a vlog titled this, the um, Kayak Hunter Vlog. And that's K-Y-K. Kayak Hunter Vlog. Um, now, right now, there's a bunch of videos. It's, it's you know, mostly just kind of entertainment. It's cool, sexy, as I like to say. Um, you, do, you do like that phrase. I do like that phrase when you're talking about kayaks, man. <laughs> Um, It's kind of more of a hunting videos, but it will have some DIY stuff on there eventually um, when we start getting into the summer and I start really working on those things. But um, so you can look there or you can just send us a message. Just send us a message on Facebook, me or Blake, and we'll be happy to help you in any other in any way we can. Or you send it to Southern Ground Facebook page. That's Southern Ground Hunting. On Instagram, Southern Ground Hunting, but Southern is S-T-H-R-N, Ground Hunting. Um, send us a message on any of those. Let us know if you got questions. I mean, we're not experts, but we have done it. So uh, we've done it more than a lot of people. So um, we're we're trying to get it figured out, and uh, we just really want to help you guys figure it out, too. That's right. That's right. And we love talking. Oh, yeah. Love, we, we love, love talking. Talk. Talking shop. We love talking. We like talking about hunting. We like talking about kayaks. That's right. So... Yeah, guys, hit us up. We're done for this episode. Uh, I hope you, I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to the Sportsman's Nation, leave us a five star review. If you want to say something nice to us, that'd be awesome. Get a Go Wild account and um, use it. Share all your pictures, all your cool stuff. And you guys just remember that you have a God given right to have dominion over the birds of the air fish of the sea and the beasts of the earth so just go out and exercise that dominion you guys have a great day and i will talk to you next time